Okay. Well, I just looked around and it was just a few of us, so I thought I'd come down here with you tonight. Hope that's okay. I was wondering if anybody would have a testimony tonight. I'm going to tell you, my heart is full uh, after today. We've worked so hard on this thing, and, and I just, I got to be honest with you, I felt like I had heard from God on the deal, and then when we got going, I was like, I wonder if I really heard heard you, I wonder if that's really what I heard, and uh, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I was sitting up there today on that top row watching that. And I said, I was just saying to myself, we're going to get through this thing. This is, this is going really good. And then I thought, I better be quiet or I'm going to jinx myself. And uh, I just felt like the Lord came and blessed us and helped us. And, and, I, and I, just, I just felt like everybody did so, so good. And I just want to tell everybody that was part of it, thank you for doing your part and showing up in all these practices, and Gary was really upset because we didn't have practice tonight, and uh, I wasn't, <laughs> but anyway, but, and I, I'm just sharing what's on my heart, I just, it's just been, it's just been a wonderful day for me, and, and, and I know that it wasn't uh, just for me, but it was, it was just, I just felt like the Lord really blessed me today, and I just want, I, I want to give him praise for what he does. And so anyway, I'm, I'm, that's my testimony. Anybody else got a testimony about what God's doing? Rayetta. Amen. Are you going to share anything about what happened today? Oh. <laughs> Can't, just, just a little. Something you've been praying about. <laughs> me, me, and, me and Rayetta talk quite a bit on the phone. and pray, We pray for each other a lot. And uh, we've been praying for her son, Kenny, to, he, for him to go to church. And uh, one day I was, me and Rietta was talking about it, and I said, I'm, I'm going to pray for you, and I prayed for Rietta. Uh, but I prayed for Kenny to have the desire to go to church because he, he didn't want to. He did, really didn't want to. And this morning, Kenny and his wife went to Union Chapel, which is the New Start Church for Seymour down there. I don't even know where it's at. Down by Fordland, isn't there, someplace? South of Seymour somewhere, way back in there. Yeah, and they went to church this morning, first time in a long time, and Rayetta was just excited, and, and they liked it. So uh, we're, we just continue, when you, when you think of Rayetta, pray for her son Kenny, that the Lord would continue to, he wanted to go, he wanted to go, and so anyway, uh, they enjoyed it, so we're praising the Lord about that. Anybody else have a testimony tonight? Nancy? Probably a minor part. 
spoke, and every time it brought a tear to my eyes when Ronnie and Wyatt would be down here, and then Ronnie would say, I just pray that when he comes, we will know him. Right. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. Every time we had practice, and that's the desire of my heart that I will always live, but when he comes, I'm going to know him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Sandy. we wanted check that off my list <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> morgan no they're not <laughs> do what yeah yeah that's what she said these are hard yeah Brother Moles used to say, you have to come once before you can come twice. And so you try to get something that somebody would come once to, and then they'll come twice. Anybody else? Especially Eldon's part. <laughs> it was, I'm telling you what, Eldon and uh, uh, Leona, well, that was some of my favorite parts. I, it just was. I, I loved it. I loved to hear them. I loved to hear their voices. And just, I just loved it. I just loved it. Anybody else?
the time that the angels started speaking this morning, all the way through, I had chills through the whole thing. It was just, I just thought it was just amazing. It was, when we watched it on the DVD, I just cried. I was just like, I just love the story, the whole story. I just love it. I'm, I'm sorry. I like it. I love it. Anybody else? Is it, are they wanting to say something back there? Just, they want to hold them up. Anybody else? All right, turn your Bibles. We're going to be in Luke again. And tonight we're going to talk about that, uh, that scene this morning uh, where Ronnie and uh, Wyatt are there and, and uh, Tony and Bo was up there and, and the Annunciation and when the angels came. I, I tell you what, when I saw that this morning and the lights came on, the angels, I was like, I bet it was something like this. I don't know if it was, but I'm sure it was bright light and lots of noise. And, and so anyway, we're going to talk about that tonight. So let's all stand in honor of God's word. We're going to begin with verse 8, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had been with him, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let's pray. Father, I just pray that tonight while we're here, just us, that you would come and, and speak into our heart. And Father, we're just a few days from, from a great celebration and we've got lots of things going on this week. But Father, tonight I pray just for the next few moments that you would just quiet our hearts and help us to hear the story one more time. And Father, help us to apply it to our lives. And Father, help us tonight to see how others have, have responded to your message and what our, mes- our response should be. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a question I want to ask you tonight. What are you going to do with the fact that Jesus has come? What are you going to do in your life with the fact, with the story that Jesus has come? The shepherds did something. When they got the news about Jesus, when they heard the news that Jesus was in Bethlehem, their life shifted and they did something. They acted on it. Their life began to revolve around the message that they had heard that night. And it's interesting to me that people today 
hear the exact same message that the shepherds heard, but their life has not changed at all. Do you know that we hear the same message? We've read the exact same message that they received. We're, we're reading it. We've read it over and over and over again. And you say, well, now we don't have angels telling it. Well, we did this morning. Had angels with light, and they were all sparkly. Sandy said she worked all day getting all that sparkle off of her. And this morning we had light and sound and music, and we heard the story over and over again. And, uh, and uh, we say, well, if I had those things, then I would, then I would respond to the message. Well, we, we hear the same message that the shepherds did. We hear the same message. How, how, but the question is, how hard are we going to seek God? We see how hard they sought after God, but how hard are we going to seek God? Do we put aside everything to seek after God? Is my life altered because of the news that Jesus has come? I, want, I just wrote down a few things here tonight that I noticed about the shepherds. First of all, the shepherds left everything just to see Jesus. And I think it's interesting. Jesus hasn't done anything yet. All Jesus has done has been born. He hasn't walked yet. He hasn't talked yet. Uh, he hasn't preached any sermons. He hasn't uh, given any wonderful parables. He hasn't made, he hasn't fed the 5,000. He hasn't healed anybody yet. There's no miracles. He hadn't done anything except cry and eat and I'm pretty sure he probably pooped in his pants and that's all he's done I'm going to tell you that's not worth altering your life over you can see that in in, in any baby all babies do that but the message altered their life they left everything for he was their savior he was God he was the Messiah and they believed the message that they heard they believed it and their belief moved them to action. They dropped everything for Jesus. Let me ask you this. Do you drop everything for Jesus? Does your life revolve around Jesus or does God and Jesus get leftovers? Do you do all the things that you want to do and all the things that are important to you and all the things that make you happy? And then if you've got some time left, I give that to Jesus. Or do you stop everything for Jesus. These guys stopped everything for Jesus. They didn't wait for, they didn't call up somebody and say, hey, do you think you could watch my sheep while I run into town? They left everything. They didn't wait till it was daylight and they could see a little bit better. I'm going to tell you, it was dark where they were at. I don't know if you've ever been, if you ever get away from town and get out in the country it's darker in the country. And you say, oh, no, it's not. It really is. It gets darker out in the country. There's no lights from the, from the city. Even in, even in Marshfield, the farther you get, and Marshfield's not a very big town. But if you've ever noticed, if you look up in the sky at night, there's lots of nights that you can't see very many stars in town. But if you get out like in Niangua and out in there, the stars are brighter because there's really quite a bit of light that comes off of town. And so anyway, these guys are in the dark there's no, there's no lights. Nobody's put up Christmas lights yet. They didn't know about it yet. 
But they, they left and they didn't wait till daylight. They left right then. When they got the message of Jesus, they left everything to find him. In the middle of the night, they left their job. They left their livelihood. And sheep are a funny thing. Sheep need care all the time. They didn't have, I'm sure, here's the deal. They don't have any fences now. There's no fences out there. There's fences to keep the sheep off the road, but there's no fences in this place. I, I mean, I've been there. That's right. In, in, am I right? You've seen it, Sonny. The, these guys still, probably the guys that are shepherding sheep today are probably related to the guys that are here. They, they're just nomads. They live under tarps. They have uh, pretty rude, rudimentary houses, and, and it's very, very, it's very uh, old school, and they still do the same thing, and it's all free range. I don't know how a sheep stays alive because it doesn't look like there's any grass there, but that's what they do. And so these guys, if you leave your sheep, there's nothing there. They're not, there's, not a, you know, there's not a pen to put them in. There's nothing there. You're just leaving them and walking off. And there ain't no telling what's out there. But they thought enough of the message that they heard that they said, we're going to leave our livelihood to go find Jesus. And you might say, well, you know, they had the angels and, and the light and the glory of God. And, and if, God would, if God would just do that for me, if I had a message like that, then I, would, then I would put aside everything that I have for him if I would just get a message like that. If I just had a message like that, then I would believe. Really? Do we, do we, do we have to have a message in a certain way? You know, if it would come to me from an angel, then I would believe. If it would come to me, does, does how it's delivered change the message? Really? When we went down to uh, we went down to somewhere or another after Hurricane Katrina, and they had a videotape of all the ways that they tried to tell people to leave, and they did it on the radio, they did it on the news. They had cars going through there with loudspeakers and like, "Get out, dude! It's the thing's coming. You know, nobody's going to be here. So if you need to leave," and they had a recording of someone that called and said, "Hey." come get me. I'm, I, I need to, I need, I need someone to come get me. And they had told everybody, nobody's going to be here. But apparently the message they'd all heard the same message, but some people reacted to it and some people didn't. You know, if, if I say, uh, excuse me, the church is on fire. Or if I scream, the church is on fire. Wouldn't you respond maybe to both of them? You mean, you might be, you might say, well, if you yelled at me, I I might be quicker to leave. But the message is still the same. If the church is on fire, you need, you need to be doing something. Okay. And so we have the same message. We have, uh, uh, the same, uh, message today as they had. And it doesn't matter if we have it with lights or in a, in a cantata or in a play. It doesn't matter if your pastor gives it to you. It doesn't matter if it comes out of the word of God. It doesn't matter if it's in a kid's play 
or, or like we had this morning. It doesn't matter if it's in a Christmas song or a Christmas card. It doesn't matter if someone gives you an email or if it's on a road sign or a candy gram or whatever. The message is the message. No matter how you get it, the message is the message. And the message is a Savior has been born. Jesus has come. What are you going to do with the message? Because the message is the same. But you have to ask, what am I going to do with the message? What am I going to do with what God has done, what God has showed me? The, the shepherds were excited. The shepherds were very excited about the message. And the truth of the matter is, we should be more excited than the shepherds. So far, all Jesus has done has been born. He hasn't done anything. We get to read about the Savior who does miracles. They didn't know he was going to do miracles. We get to read about a Savior who's healed people. They didn't know he was going to do that. We get to hear about a Savior who has made food for thousands and thousands of people. They hadn't heard that yet. We, we have more reason to be excited than the shepherds do because we know the end of the story. But yet sometimes, do you, do, you, do you think we act as excited as the shepherds do? Do we live our lives as excited as the shepherds do? He, we, we know that he laid down his life and was raised again from the dead. That should be more exciting than a baby's been born. The shepherds were thrilled with just the baby. So how should we react to a man who left heaven, who was beaten, crucified, and died for us, we should at least have the response that the shepherds did. We should at the very least respond like the shepherds did. But that's, that's not even the end. We, we, we know that he, he was born, he lived, he died. And the best part is we know that he has conquered hell and the grave. So really our, we should be more joyful and praise more than the shepherds did. And and the truth of the matter is, knowing that, and and not only has he done all those things, but he says he wants to live in me. He says that he wants the the power of the Holy Spirit to be inside of me, and he wants to use us like that. He seeks to live in me. I would say that he would deserve at least the response that the shepherds had. The shepherds dropped everything for the Savior, and and he had just been born What should our response be to a Savior who has taken all of my penalty for sin, to a Savior who died and rose again? Shouldn't my response at the very least be that of the shepherds? Shouldn't I drop everything for Jesus? Shouldn't my life revolve around Jesus instead of trying to make everything revolve around me? Verse 20 says that they, this is what their response was. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Shouldn't my life be filled with glorifying God and praising God? See, this is something that was written about some guys that heard the message of Jesus. What if somebody wrote something about you? They say, so-and-so heard the message of Jesus, and their life, blank. Didn't change. Never really could see any difference. 
Or would it be written about you, could it be written about you that their life was filled with glorifying and praising God? Folks, it should be. That's what what should be said about us. We are God's people. We are God's people who has heard the same message that the shepherds heard. And when 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 all of history, they are remembered not for raising sheep, It doesn't say how many sheep they raised. It doesn't say what kind of sheep they raised. It doesn't say if they had registered, well, if they had sheep with papers. It doesn't say if they had that. It doesn't say if if they had woolly sheep or sheep that weren't so woolly or sheep that were good to eat or any kind. It doesn't say one thing about the sheep. It just says that they were shepherds. It doesn't say if they sold lots of sheep. It doesn't say if they sold few sheep. They are known for throughout history that they dropped everything and praised and glorified God. Wouldn't you like that to be written about you? You know, a hundred years from now, nobody's going to care. Nobody's even going to remember us. Nobody will remember me at all. Nobody's going to remember me 10 minutes from now. But wouldn't it be nice that the people around you They probably won't remember what you did, but wouldn't it be nice if they remembered my dad or my mom or my grandpa or my grandma, they praised and glorified God. When they heard the message of Jesus, it changed their life. Their life revolved around Jesus. That's all that's going to matter. It's not going to matter if you are successful at business it doesn't it's not going to matter of whatever you have done all that's going to matter is your reaction to the message that jesus has come it's the same news today does it move you at all or have you heard it so many times that it has just become habit and duty don't let the news of the savior get old to you the message is just as great today as it was back then and our response should be just as great or even greater given what we know we know the rest of the story our response should be greater does jesus get your very best or does he just get the leftovers are you as moved by the message of jesus as the shepherds it is the same message do you glorify god do you say anything Do people know how you feel about God at all? They probably know how you feel about your favorite football team, don't they? How many people know that Gary likes the Green Bay Packers? I know that. Everybody in here knows that. How many of you know that Gary loves Jesus? I know that too, all right? But sometimes all we know about people is that they like a team, and we don't know anything else. We're pretty easy to tell about their, our, our hobbies or our favorite team or things like that. Hey, this is me too. The things we enjoy doing, we're, we're, we're glad to tell people about that. But are we ones who glorify God? I bet if the shepherds had the Facebook, I bet they'd have got on the old Facebook. Huh? Yeah, they just said, hey, guess what? Do, do people, when they read your Facebook, do they hear an underlying praise and glorifying God? Do they hear that? 
When people are around you and doing business with you or at work with you, do they hear this this underlying glorifying and praising God? All I'm saying is that the message of Jesus totally altered the lives of the shepherds. And if we are true to it, it should alter our lives as well. The way you celebrate Christmas should be altered by what you know. We should be the best celebrators of Christmas of anybody. And you say, well, what does that look like? I don't know. But God knows. It knows what it needs to look like in your home. It knows what he knows what it needs to look like in your in your marriage and with your kids. And just let him do that. I've told you before, I've not always been a good celebrator of Christmas. I have been a poor celebrator of Christmas. I've been right on the verge of Scrooge. I wasn't Scrooge, but you could see him from where I was at. And the Lord checked me. I mean, he checked me in that. And I, I mean, and Cindy knows this. I have to work at it. I mean, it's, it's a job for me because I, I mean, sometimes I get so into all the blah of it that I don't hear the message. And I told Cindy the other night we were going and doing something and it was something that we had to do. Uh, and we just had a, a few minutes and I said, Cindy, if we don't stop and enjoy this, I said, we're going to miss what God wants to show us during this time. And I had to check my attitude. We had to take our little grand girls to the Silver Dollar City the other day. I had to get my mindset that, I, hey, here's the deal. I don't, want my, I don't want my grandkids thinking, man, Grandpa was a grouch when we did that kind of stuff. Because I could be. I mean, I could be. And, and, I, and I and would have good reason to be because that stuff is not my favorite thing. But I want them to remember, I want them to be able to say of me, like they said of the shepherds, that they glorified and praised the Lord and celebrated in a way that honored God. Got just a few days left. Glorify and praise God as he deserves. Let's all stand. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to glorify and praise your name and tell the story this morning. Thank you for the message of the shepherds that challenges us to glorify you and praise you in a way that you deserve. And Father, I pray that your word is spoke tonight to us as it spoke to me this week. Father, help me and us to be people who glorify and praise you because we have heard your message and it has altered our life forever. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you, you are dismissed.